speaking of big men, Isaac Boss joins us. Uh, g'day, <laughs> mate. G'day, Bossy. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. That's a story. Oh, mate. How fizzed were you after that Friday night game, mate, and the Chiefs getting up over the Crusaders in game one? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a good way to start, wasn't it? It was a bit of, a bit of, uh, a bit of everything. So um, uh, you can't complain about how tight it is. A little bit of controversy, um, some players stepping up, some more injuries and stuff. So, yeah, plenty of talking points, but it was a good start to Super Rugby, I thought. Yeah, I think the controversy you're talking about is uh, the mouthguard situation. We're going to talk about it throughout our show. But um, caught me by surprise, and it caught Anton Leonard-Brown by surprise. <laughs> you, you think it, Obviously, player welfare's got a, a big talking point in the game. And I know you've, you've had your own situation with concussions, so we're trying to get on top of things. But I think clarity just needed in, in the situation. Bossy. Yeah, it is. And I think as much of anything, it's... Uh, I know there was something coming out earlier in the in the media about the mouth guards, and no one really takes notice of it until mm. it um, mm. until it actually makes a difference. Uh, so it's big padders, you know. All of a sudden, we think it's rubbish, whereas I think it's um, I think it's going on the right track, but it just needs a little bit of uh, refining, and especially at that professional level where you're going to get higher impacts uh, more regularly. And um, yeah, they'd say they have to have a certain load, but you know you, you can't exactly replicate that at training. So it'll take a little bit to iron out and. Uh, a little bit of common sense, hopefully, uh, will prevail around some of these ones. Yeah, hopefully we get some clarity on it um, and, and just a bit more of an understanding of how the technology works. And we'll try and have a, a wee crack at it. I uh, got some little bit of info yesterday in regards to to the mouth guards. But, uh, mate, for you, Xavier Rowe got the crack at nine. You got Cortez Ratma. You got uh, Tahuru Rangi that's coming uh, at third string, mate. So this, the halfback ranks at the Chiefs are pretty solid. What'd you make of Xavier? Yeah, I thought he did really well. Uh, and those battles have sort of been going on for a couple of years now. Without uh, Webby there, one of them sort of needs to step up, I think. And they've all sort of been having good games and then they sort of have a little bit of a trough and then the other one comes in good. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that battle eventuates this year. So they're all very, very good. Obviously, Ro got the first nod and did very, very well. It'll be interesting to see if they keep that one going this weekend or they look for a bit of rotation because I think there's definitely a... Uh, and it's across the board in a couple of other, other positions as well. There's definitely some uh, opportunities for guys to really stake claims now that a, a few senior players have gone, uh, but they've got to they've got to really um, you know perform amongst their peers. And uh, Ray got the first crack. I wouldn't be surprised if Artima gets a crack soon, uh, and then mm. Triple T as well. So uh, it's one of those ones. If you're a player and you're in that position, you want all the game time, but you know the other guys deserve game time as well. So you actually really have to really outperform them significantly to be able to justify that and that's where you go on to the next level of the top all black halfback. Mate, you look you just touched on it, the all blacks halfback. You think after losing Aaron Smith, it's gonna be a difficult um you know, job trying to fill that experience in the gap and, and how good he has been for the All Blacks. But you look around the country at the nines that are that are playing and, and their ages, it excites me. Must excite you too. No, it does, and we've always had good depth. Um, mm. We've always had, and uh, I've always had a lot around that next level that can step up, and, and then probably, you know, for different reasons, they they never quite get to the next level. But yeah, even you look at the Hurricanes as well with uh, Vigilant in the weekend, he looks, yeah. looks like he's got the goods as well, you know, and they've still got Piranara and um, and Royguard there. So there's definitely some depth around, uh, and they're starting to fill up in the, uh, you know, in the other provinces as well with Noel Hotham. Um, mm. and Mitchell Drummond and things like that. So there's definitely a lot of potential in nine. Um, someone really has to, like I said, someone really has to start taking a claim at Super Rugby, and that's what 
this will happen in the next few weeks, I think. By the time we get to week five or six, uh, there should be a few um, clear standouts, hopefully. Well, it's interesting, actually, you mentioned Mitchell Drummond there, mate, because, you know, that Crusaders side for years has been so dominant, but he's never really had a look at that that All Black squad. Why do you reckon that is? And is, is now his time, now that um, Aaron Smith is gone and TJ's kind of maybe uh, not the player he was pre-injury? Yeah, potentially. Um, and there's always that, uh, you know, that timing as well, everything. You can't, international rugby uh, in your position, you can't judge timing. It always go back to a guy, Marty Holler, who was one of the best, probably second best uh, inside flanker in the world. Uh, the only trouble is Richard McCall was around the same time as him in New Zealand. So he could have played. He went on and could, you know would have been starting flanker in every other team in the world. You know, so um, that's just the way it goes. And I think with the last number of years we've had uh, the nines that we've had, um, it's just hard to, to um, make space for someone like a Mitchell Drummond. Whereas all of a sudden later in his career it starts opening up for him, and and that's patience, that's experience, and that's just. Uh, now that's the market as well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Marty Oller is a throwback to Dwayne Monkley. What is it about Waikato Sevens and just not timing their runs, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> mate, I mean, out of the out of the weekend, obviously that was the big game. Everybody was really looking forward to a rematch of last year's final. But of the other games, who who impressed you uh, in this opening round of Super Rugby? Um, look, I think. Uh I actually think the Blues are looking strong across the board, especially the mm. back line. It's good to see a couple of those guys uh, are really fit. Um, uh, I think they'll be a, be a bit of a threat. And, uh, you know, a way to up at Northland with a, to a team like Draw early on is always a potential hookup, and I think they handled that one pretty well without being spectacular. So I think that's good for them. But I also think um, the Hurricanes... Uh, you know, I think they, that was quite a good performance from them away from home as well. So I, I think they're looking reasonably strong. I know a lot of people will be saying the Highlanders. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think they've still got a bit to prove in my mind yet anyway. They look, look positive, but hopefully they can uh, maintain that through the season, you know. What do you make of the Aussies, mate? There's been a lot of talk on, on the Australians you know, coming into this competition yeah. being competitive. <laughs> Phil War is hoping that they can be competitive, mate. Uh, what do you what do you make of the the Aussie teams that you probably cast your over? Oh, yeah, you notice know, I didn't really say too much about them and that he looks all right. But um, <laughs> look, uh, the Brumbies are always going to be, uh, mm. you know probably one of the stronger sides there and they will um, I think they might be out of time to run uh, but uh, yeah, they'll be a little bit Reds have some good starts from me actually Reds have got some good individuals uh, and if they can yeah. it's just whether they've got the depth and uh, they've got some young fellas too but again I think it might be depth and it might be just being able to go deeper in the season for them so they might uh, cause an up at settle too um, but yeah there's other, the other three um, Force Rebels and uh, Moiratars are Probably looking quite lacklustre for for my liking. Yeah, I think you're on on the money there, uh, Bossy. Hey, uh, let's go back to the to the Chiefs and talk about Damian McKenzie. He only played, you know, forty odd minutes in that performance against the Crusaders, but looked really sharp. And I love the uh, evolution while the understanding of the kick chase rules because that really gave the Chiefs an opportunity that, uh, you know, teams are going to start questioning kicking back to Damien and Shooter Stevenson, Sean Stevenson. Yeah, they've got, they have got a potent uh, back line, haven't they? And especially counter, it's mm. always been a strength. But uh, I think uh, even just besides the, the counter, I think they did look uh, very organised around set piece. It was a shame you went off early. Hopefully it's not too bad. Um, but uh, I, I also was quite impressed, actually, with uh, his opposition. Um, 
10 for the night as well. I thought I did very well. So um, might be a couple of exciting matchups coming uh, down the line as well. But Teeth is looking strong across the board. Hopefully, again, Pintapaya was looking strong until he got that um, awful concussion. So hopefully he's um, he'll be he'll be okay. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think Damo is really looking. Yeah. Like he can step up at the moment, you know. It's obviously any day. So he's always we know he's got the talent. He's got that flair. Um, yeah. So hopefully he can sort of just keep that consistency on, and especially in those pressure matches, which is probably where it needs to. And ones like that it would have been great if he had gone the full eighty in, in a game like that and been there to, to steal the deal on winning a match like that. Because I think that's the, those um, things that he needs to just to sort of throw show through for the next level. Do you think he was breathing a sigh of relief when uh, Tamaiti Williams did a hammy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard a stat, I mate. That Tamati, I was I was packing myself, and I was looking at Tamati go bowl him over, bowl him over, but he pulled the hammy. But apparently, Tamati ran the third fastest of the night out of every one of the Crusaders when he made that break. So you can understand why he bloody pulled a hammy. You're not meant to run that fast, big fella. Oh, um, you know nah. what I mean? A pullback, you would have just been picking a side and trying to make him go that way and run him down in the corner just so he doesn't run straight at you. You know, jump to the I would have closed my eyes, mate. Close... Beat you on the right. I would have closed my eyes and dived somewhere and then I would have been taken off because my mouth guard would have rattled, mate. So uh, well done to the Chiefs. They got one up over the Crusaders. All right, mate, let's talk quickly about the Six Nations. Can anyone stop Ireland? Uh, mate, they actually can't, I don't think. Uh, even with the way it's gone at the minute with bonus points, um, this, and I, there haven't been bonus points in the Six Nations uh, for for a very long time, but they're potentially on the on the path of a Grand Slam, a bonus point Grand Slam. They have got England to go and Scotland to home, but um, which you know they're, they're, they are tough matches. But to be honest, I think they're looking at a far better team, um, even for the post. Everyone was concerned about post Johnny Sexton era. I think um, across the board they got depth um, and they're playing a lot more as a team. Uh, they're looking very very good. Mate, how much pressure do you reckon Fabian Gaultier is under? Uh, they they got knocked out of the quarterfinals of a World Cup at home they were supposed to win. They got uh, towed up by Ireland at home opening game of this comp. Now they've just drawn with the Italians and another red card. I know. I, I couldn't believe that this morning. And even last week, I think it was, um, they had Scotland. Uh, and they only managed to get through uh, in the last play, very controversial fashion as well. Uh, and of everything you never, you know, after, at home is where it's very, very hard to win. Um, to lose, sorry, when you're in, uh, in the Six Nations. So it's hard to win away, but they've drawn today with Italy. It was a home match, and they got um, significantly beaten by Ireland in, in round one. So I'd say, yeah, the knives will be out. The guillotine will be out for Gautier, I think, in France. They better be careful. Is that guillotine out for Borswick? Oh, shocking. Yeah, they're still rebuilding, aren't they? Crikey. <laughs> uh, Come on, man. They've been building for 20 years. <laughs> well, that's the line of the press. I know. I've, I've never looked, um, seen them look so so poor, and that's what I mean. They've got next week. They've got Ireland at home. Uh, Ireland are on the back of uh, equaling their record most um, uh, Six Nation wins in a row. I think they're on eleven. So only England stand in the way of getting in their uh, the path of setting in another record. So it doesn't look good for them next week. But um, yeah, look, I, I think yeah, English rugby is in a, in a very very um, Curious position at the moment, and I don't know if it's coaching that contains that. Um, but yeah, sooner or later, the coach has to answer it, doesn't it? Is it English mentality? There was an opportunity in the game 
They had the Scots under so much pressure around their 22. They weren't able to break it, but you continue to fight, particularly with um, the tries that Scotland were, uh, were scoring. But George Ford gets back in the pocket, kicks it over in threes. They get a penalty. They're, they're trying to do it in threes, mate. And at the start of the season, Steve Borthwick spoke about, we want to play some rugby, we want to score some tries. I am yet to see that. Yeah, and in fairness, the, the first try they did score, I think, was a great set-piece try, um, mm, and we don't mm. see too many like that, so I thought yeah, it could be a real, uh, a real great game. Uh, it was poor defence in some aspects from Scotland, but um, yeah, same again, popping back in for a drop goal and being a little bit negative, is a, it's a little bit of a, I guess it's resorting to type, and I, I, I guess the only thing I can say, and I don't think it's bad, is just trying to keep within that two scores or within that score and a bit from uh, Scotland, I think they just... He might have, and Ford is playing well, I think, um, in certain aspects, but um, they don't have much around him. So, yeah, I would like to see them actually have a proper crack. They've got some great talent on the wings and give them the ball. They don't see the ball as you would have hated playing there. Nah. I hate, I would have hated it. I would be firing, spitting tacks at George Ford if he ever did that in, in the game and I'm at, and he gets back in the pocket. But hey, look, we get to see change, and you have to say that Ireland. They're going to go on and, and win the Six Nations pretty comfortably, Rick Dog. Yeah, they will. They are looking very comfortable at the moment. It's going to take a lot of stopping if they can be stopped. Bossy, uh, thanks very much for coming on this morning, mate. Always good to chat. Are you, are you, still, yeah, cheers, are, are you still looking after Rory McIlroy's driver? <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it doesn't do too well for me, to be honest. Uh, it's a good story every time I go out, so people think I'm Have going to be able one? to... Have you got one? I've definitely got one, except that always, uh, the ball always ends up uh, in the... Tifo's left and Tifo's right. I've got his, I've got his, uh, his three wood and his uh, rescue as well. I think. How'd you get there? I know he loves rugby. Uh, uh, Ulster boy, Belfast boy. Um, just my time up there, and obviously uh, a few boys know him very well. So uh, would have yeah, never played a game of golf with him. I was never got up to that standard, but I did get one of his clubs, a couple of his clubs, which is uh, yeah, not bad. <sighs> Cut it out. I'll let you have oh, a hit one yeah. day, eh? Yeah, if you get bored. And you want to upgrade, bro? Just let me know. I'll swap you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, about 30 years old. it's about 13 years old now, but, uh, you know, it's one of those ones that'll just stay in the bag forever. I think I don't think I'll change drivers, you know. It's just a nice uh, left I get, uh, get a bit better anyway. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it's tell you what, Bossy's golf collection uh, mm. is like a who's who, because who gave you your bag? Oh, that was a uh, no. Nah, beat uh, there's another Irish golfer, Shane Lowry. We we'll beat him in uh, closest to the oh. pin. Now uh, uh, it was a Leinster golf day in fairness, but um, he was probably about a dozen gin and feet. There's a compulsory gin and tonic on that uh, on the tenth. Um, uh, one of the golf courses in Dublin. So yeah, I won a prize getting closer closer to the pin than um, Shane Lowry. So yeah. Oh, so I uh, suppose you got uh, Padre Harrington's putter too. Well, well, we're at it. Uh, he's, uh, unfortunately, he's a monster boy, you see. So he's, uh, he's, I never got, I never played down a monster, never got down there. So I got the other boys. Yeah, Good but, stuff, uh, bossy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Floating around the provinces, mate. Jeez, I'm kind of nice to find some uh, something around here. So is he is he dags putter? Doesn't quite cut it, does it? <laughs> is he dags putter? Doesn't work, work, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bossy. Yeah, Go yeah, well, brother. Uh, well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Pleasure.